I need you to understand that when anytime anyone teaches you the Bible, they should never be eisegetical, which means they're taking a concept and they're imposing it on the scripture. We want to be exegetical, which means we want to take the context out of the text. We want to read the text as it stands and let God tell us what we should know from it. So I'm not saying that you can never hear a topical sermon or do a topical Bible study, but what I'm saying is watch for teachers and and you know what check me and any other teacher that ever teaches you God's word make sure they're not imposing their idea on scripture I love a church that just goes through the whole Bible he's like verse by verse we're just doing it and I'm going to teach you what it means hello again and thanks for joining us on study with friends today we continue our examination of land descendants and special relationship through the latter prophets If you've missed any of this study or would like to hear the other studies in this series, head to our website, studywithfriends.org, and search Old Testament. If you're looking for a new and different way to listen, check us out on YouTube. Now, let's continue our study. So we're recording this during COVID. It's going to come out weeks, months from now. But we are recording it during COVID. We're going to be sitting around here. And that you will see it with a vaccine in yep. you. Yep. Yes, I hope so too. And by the way, we're COVID safe. We're distanced and we, we took our precautions. Uh, but this was a year where a lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people lost their homes. Um, families had to split apart. A lot of bad things happened. And a lot of that feels like it's driven by money and being able, just being employed and being able to pay your bills. So I think that's an easy one. Are there Now let's try to think of some more challenging ones or ones that would be more challenging or convicting for us to be transparent about. I'm thinking too. Let's see. So a a house, um, oh, I'll tell you, sometimes I worry that if I don't teach my kids really, really well, good Bible stuff, then their relationship with God won't be right. And that's really me saying that their relationship with God depends on me. Mm. So that's me. That's my deep moment. Also at this point. Uh, 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 we haven't done it at this point. <laughs> it's never done. I mean, you, you know, like anybody could fall away at any time. I know, true. but like you've taught. What a you mother taught. worries. A mother worries. Yeah. yeah. So that's a deeper one for yeah. me. And yeah. you guys can go as deep as you want, but let's just throw out there some practical ways that we can see in our lives what God is warning the kings against in this passage in Deuteronomy. I think as college students for us, I think it ties into wealth, but just kind of like direction in general. Like we're mm. we're just in college. We're still growing up. We're struggling to dabble into adulthood slowly, Good one. as weird as that sounds. But like we're getting our foothold in like the real world. And I feel like sometimes that can be a distraction. I wouldn't even know what to call that necessarily. But just like Well, up. let me, can I press in? So, um... Maybe like another existential crisis is coming. Yeah, I can it. feel it already. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's Would it be possible that what you're really struggling with is do you know the path your life is going to take or do you trust that God's going to lay the path out for you? Mm-hmm. I like, was, yeah. I remember when I was in college, I felt like I was supposed to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And that's heavy. Um, I remember when I was counseling the girls on like, where are you going to go? What are you going to do for college? And especially this one, because she's pretty intense. I was like, just I think about. Chill. No. You don't even know what chill looks like. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was like, I was like, just don't think about like, 
deciding for the rest of your life. Just think about like, what do you want to study and maybe work in for a couple of years? It's okay. You know, and actually Sophia had a bit of an existential crisis too. Sophia's she was like, killing. she did. You actually kind of knew your path, but Sophia I, really didn't have a path, but she felt this, this, um, pressure to know what she was going to major in. Tell her, tell that poor, poor story. No, no, it's her story to tell, not mine. But I think that's what you're, Mm -hmm. I think that's what you're, that's what you're driving at. Yeah. Like I think for, I can't imagine going through all of that without knowing, okay, God has a plan. Even though I, everyone's like, what are you going to major in? Where are you going to college? What are you going to do for the next 40 years? Like with all of that bombarding you, I cannot imagine not being like, like for, yeah, some people are like, yeah, I know what I'm going to do, whatever. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. some people don't have that direction, like you said, Mm -hmm. and it can be really scary to not have that direction. And I can't imagine also not knowing, like having that that even someone though, else has it in mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The security of knowing like, okay, even though I don't know it, God has a plan for me. I just have to trust in him that he has a plan. But not having that, I don't know what you depend on. I yeah, don't know I don't what either. that thing I remember someone said to me once, a friend of mine who was a non-believing friend, and she said to me, how do you pray about everything? And I said to her, how do you, you not? pray about mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, because like... What's your roadmap? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Who are you listening to? Yeah. Yeah. Yourself? Um, That's so much You pressure. know what's interesting <laughs> is that the, one of the uh, newer um, participants on this series, her name is Bella, and she just graduated from college, and she's saying the same thing. She's like, well... I think this is what I'm going to do, but it could be that God has a different calling on my mm-hmm. life. And she's sort of wrestling with that. And I think that's a great example, Ange, because it's that what's taking my eyes off of trusting God completely? 100%. Very good example. The good news about God is that when you are not following what he wants you to do, he will tell you. He will make it known. It's very he clear. will <laughs> throw some plagues or he will... You know, that spiral, if you're not doing what he wants, Mm -hmm. whether that's in the way you act or in your career, Mm -hmm. he will throw a stone like he will say, hey, stop it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but this is so funny, that conditional and unconditional, because it's up to us to listen. Mm. Sure. He might be telling us. Mm -hmm. But if you're listening, you don't need to worry about not hearing. Yeah, but I have to tell you. Yeah, but not. And and also sometimes it's not super clear. Like one of the examples that I gave on another um, episode was when Soph, I feel like Soph should be here. We're talking about her. Um, When she was three, she had to have eye surgery. And um, she had a condition that caused her eyes not to work. Like uh, the images were two separate images. And so her brain you know, doesn't want to process two separate images, but she would cross one of her eyes to just to negate that image. And so I had, it was really cute. Cross-eyed sweetie pie. (laughs) And and it's really cute. But, um, but I, we went to lots and lots of doctors because I was like, I don't know anything about this. So it's like I can research and learn enough to make this decision on my own. I had to really lean on the opinions of other people. And I remember just agonizing over this decision. And so it's not that I wasn't listening, but there was junk, my emotional trauma over what if I make the wrong decision and she's blinded because that was a possibility. Or what if I make the wrong decision and actually when they surgically make it so she can't cross her eyes, what they're asking the brain to do is reset. That's all the surgery was basically, Mm -hmm. was like not letting her cross. So they're asking the brain to reset. And they said to me, it's possible the brain won't reset. 
So then she'll never be able to drive. She'll, she won't have depth. Like this was a big decision. And I really struggled with it. Again, not because I wasn't listening. I was begging God to tell me what to do. I was listening the best ways I knew how. But life, emotions, relationships can get in the way to where you want to hear God, but you don't hear him clearly, you know, for your, but you, it's, it's not because he's not talking to you because you, you're just life and your, your own flesh and your own fears and the enemy, whatever you want to call it is getting in the way. And this is, um, I always say this to Gianna, but I'm going to say it to you guys too. When you're not sure what to do, or you feel like you haven't heard from God, read Psalm 139. And then if you don't hear from God, read it again. And the reason that I say that is because if you just sit quietly and just listen to God, I've actually gone back to that. That's when I heard clearly what to do. When I was meditating on that psalm, I finally heard from God on Sophia and several other times in my life too. That I just, that for me, it's like a dog that knows where the food bowl is. Like that one for me, just, but it's about quiet listening to God and letting him really talk to you, which is a whole nother thing. It's called Lectio Divina and I'll teach it to you another time. Okay. Okay, so we did some good, let's relate to um, Deuteronomy 17. Okay, so the next thing is really diving into these prophets. And we're going to do what I called a woefully brief survey, because basically all I did was pick a couple of verses out of each prophet because we're trying to cover 16. Okay, so what we want to look for is land, descendants, and relationship with God in, in each of these passages. And I just took a sample. It, by the way, I need you to know a couple things. It wasn't difficult for me to find these samples. It wasn't like I poured in there. And I need you to understand that when anytime anyone teaches you the Bible, they should never, okay, this is, these are SAT terms. They should never be eisegetical, which means they're taking a concept and they're imposing it on the scripture, right? It's spelled E-I-S, eisegetical, okay? We want to be exegetical, which means we want to take the context out of the text. We want to read the text as it stands and let God tell us what we should know from it. So I, I'm not saying that you can never hear a topical sermon or do a topical Bible study, but what I'm saying is watch for teachers. And, and you know what? Check me. Check me and any other teacher that ever teaches you God's word. Make sure they're not imposing their idea on scripture. That's called, well, it's basically called eisegesis or eisegetical teaching. Make sure they're exegetical teaching. So I love a church that just goes through the whole Bible. And he's like, verse by verse, we're just doing it. And I'm going to teach you what it means. Instead of saying, this week we're going to talk about adultery. And this week we're going to talk about politics. And I'm going I'm to pluck things out of God's word that fit with what I'm saying. The problem with that is we're siloing pieces of God's word and we're isolating them from the context they were meant to be received in. And that's really dangerous. It's, it's why non-believers can abuse scripture, why mm -hmm. horrible dictators can abuse scripture, why anybody can really abuse scripture. But if they abuse it, it's really your fault for not knowing. And I, I say, you know, um, don't just know the address, know the neighborhood. And what I mean by that is you can have a scripture that you love, like a verse or a, a passage, but don't just know the address. Get familiar with the neighborhood. You wouldn't buy a house if you didn't know the neighborhood. Don't buy into one, one verse without knowing the neighborhood. And really, the neighborhood becomes the township, becomes the state, and then you know the whole word, and you understand the overarching narrative, and then you can plug any piece of scripture into the narrative, but you have to understand that first. And so I want to just pause and say, we've really established this land, descendants, and relationship with God, 
but I'm going to press in on it, not because we're imposing it on the text, but because I want you to be able to see it already exists in the text. Okay. Does that make sense? What I just said to you Mm -hmm. and don't let anybody ever impose an idea on the biblical text. Always look at the biblical text and be skeptical, be skeptical because the Holy spirit that lives inside you will reveal to you God's truth. He's promised that in Jeremiah 33, three, he says, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. So, you say, I don't understand this. And something in my spirit says what that person is teaching is not right. Show me, God. I need you and me to meet on this page. Okay. So I'm just, oh, don't just take my word for it. Okay. We've done, even though we've done a ton of work proving that land, descendants, and a special relationship with God is a really great anchor. Um, that, all that to say this. As I looked through the prophets, it was not hard for me to find these examples because it's so deeply embedded. Um, okay. If you look at the other verses around it too, I was like, I was like, oh, right. There's oh, there like, oh, there's another element. Mm-hmm. There's another element. It's isn't it insane? Mm-hmm. You can't unsee it. And but 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 by recognizing that, I my prayer is that it causes people who were formerly a little aloof from the old Testament to be like, I can't wait. It's mm-hmm. like a little Easter egg hunt. You know what I mean? Where you're you like, let me see if that Holly like, person mm-hmm. is really for real. Or if this concept is really for real, I'm going to go look and I'm going to find, because that's the great thing mm-hmm. is that you go in there and you're like, Oh my God, God was revealing his plan all along. And it's epic. and so exciting. Cause the then very you least good storytelling. It's, <laughs> it's just, it, yeah. And God, is the perfect teller of his story. So um, uh, here's what I want you guys to do. I want you to look for like two minutes and I want you to pick like three each because we probably won't be able to get to all of these. Mm -hmm. So pick like three or four or whatever makes you super happy. And then um, what I wrote next to these um, is who the prophet was speaking to because I thought that was helpful. And you might even want to like get... um, in my house, we love these. Can I find them? They look like this. Oh, the tabbies. I love oh, these. Yeah. And you might even, if you if you wanted to, in your Bible, like mm-hmm. write the like Judah pre-exilic or, you know what I mean? And because this will help you as you look through this, the prophets, just to give you a quick set my mind uh, as to where the where we are in the story. And that helps me a lot. Um, that's just a thought. Okay, so... I did that in the homework, a little cliff noting for you. Um, so let's just take your time. Um, Gianna, I know you have a lot of notes. Do you want to like well, pick a couple? I'm realizing that they're not super great notes because I just wrote down what it said. That's what I did. Oh, yeah, that's okay. I already remember that. I mean, I don't have my actual notes, but I kind of just like, here's where he talked about land and descendants. Okay. And, so yeah. how do you want to do it? I have it as like LDR. I, um, mm-hmm. What's LDR? I Land Land oh, huh. <laughs> duh. <laughs> um, but then I have like Such some of them. I thought that was like some it your sounds age like, people like reference. It sounds really like it should be like LDR just kind of flows. Well, because when you said it first, I thought of um, that. Okay, here's how my, where my brain went. We'll probably have to edit this out. Um, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. LDS. That's so I was I like know. LDS, LDR. I was like, where are you going, Caitlin? <laughs> and then for some reason, um. I thought of that game, uh, left, right, center, L, uh, LRC, that, that dice game. 
it, blast from the past. No I just it's it's a game you play, and it's called LCR. LCR. But it's left, center, right. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a really fun game. We can play it. We can play it tonight. But so, so you, you gave me those initials, and my brain went. Haywire. I'm so sorry. So um yeah. say it again and we'll be more um, <laughs> composed about how I receive it. Okay, let me just rewind. Oh, I was gonna do the rewind thing that Jim did in the office and then Michael was like, That was a good one when he's like, I'm gonna rewind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving it in. Yeah. I know you gotta watch it. <laughs> so you got L D R. So then I have like the ones that like stood out to me the most in that. So like obviously they have all of them have LDR, but then I was like, okay, this one is like specifically like R to me. Okay, mm. tell me. Um, oh geez. <laughs> Do you want to read it? Um, yeah, oh yeah, I got I know. It's like well, okay, so you guys, why don't you look up a couple? Mm-hmm. Do you have a couple? Yeah. Okay. Okay, it looks like you're teed up. So how about you hit me with one? Tell me which one you're doing first. All right, this is Jeremiah three. Uh, 19 verses 19 through 23. Yep. Uh, so should I read it first? Yeah, go for it. All right. Um, I myself said, how gladly would I treat you like my children and give you a pleasant land, land, the most beautiful inheritance of any nation. I thought you would call me father and not turn away from following me. But like a woman unfaithful to her husband, so you Israel have been unfaithful to me. A cry is heard on the barren heights, the weeping and the pleading of the people of Israel, because they have perverted their ways and have forgotten the the Lord their God. Return, faithless people, I will cure you of backsliding. Yes, we will come to you, for you are the Lord our God. Surely the idolatrous commotion on the hills and mountains is a deception. Surely in the Lord our God is the salvation of Israel. Okay. I just felt like it was screaming at me. Like when you look at it through that lens, mm-hmm. like land descendants and mm-hmm. relationship, yep. it's just like. So it says, yeah. I'll give you a pleasant land, mm-hmm. a heritage, a heritage, most beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do you see in there? And then um, I feel like the relationship part where um, I thought you would call me father and not turn away from following me but in as like a woman unfaithful to her husband kind of just talking about how they're turning away from him and that's that's the special relationship with god right and And then then what else do you see i see the descendants a cry is heard on the barren heights and they have perverted their ways who has the people what does your verse 21 say i a cry is heard on the barren heights, the weeping and pleading of the people of Israel. Oh, mine says Israel's sons. Mm. And so basically what they're saying is this is the descendancy and okay. the um, the genealogical heritage of your sin. Mm. Because your descendants are really unhappy because of the choices that you made. Yeah. So land descendant relationships. Yep. Perfect. Okay. Who else has one? Okay, I'm ready. Uh, it's the one right after that, Hosea 4, 1 to 3, and then I guess uh, also 11, 8 to 9. Mm-hmm. Um, Before you do that, I'm so sorry. I love you. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Um, I, I'm not, I didn't do it at all in the homework, but it bears mentioning that 
the prophets use marriage a lot as an example for the breaking of this covenant. So remember that the prophets are sitting in a space of mostly calling Israel back to God, return to God, return to the relationship. But a practical way of applying that is someone who's strayed from the covenant of marriage. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, you know, God uses family and marriage as object lessons for us to understand him better. So a lot of marriage analogies come up. I just thought I should mention it. Go ahead. Sorry for the interruption. Okay. Oh, and this is the second 11, eight to nine. It's an example of me, like the ones that were like really screaming at me um, from like the Lynn descendants and relationship. Mm -hmm. Okay. So four, one to three, um, Hear the word of the Lord, your, you children of Israel, for the Lord brings a charge against the inhabitants of the land. There is no truth or mercy or knowledge of God in the land. By swearing and lying, killing and stealing, and committing adultery, they break all restraint with bloodshed upon bloodshed. Therefore the land will mourn, and everyone who dwells there will waste away with the beasts of the field and the birds of the air. Even the fish of the sea will be taken away. Mm-hmm. So tell me what you see. So for land... I see that the people in the land are like disobeying God and there's like no knowledge of him there. Mm-hmm. And then also how he's talking about everything and every one there is going to waste away. Mm-hmm. So, like the, so land. the land has a consequence of the people's sin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he was saying like the land will mourn because like everything in it is going to be mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. So basically it's the opposite of the promised land mm-hmm. where he said milk and honey and fruitfulness and peace and rest, right? So now this is the opposite, which is a consequence. The land really represents the consequence for Israel a lot. The, the consequence of obedience is a fruitful land. The consequence of disobedience is a desolate land. Okay, go. Um, and then for descendants, it's you children of Israel. Mm-hmm. And then for relationship is when he's talking about um, how Lord um, God is bringing like a charge against them mm-hmm. and that there's no truth or mercy or knowledge of God in the land and that they're just sinning like constantly yep. um, over and over, like all types of sin, killing, stealing, committing adultery. Yep. So. Yep. Easy to see it, right? Mm-hmm. Now that you have this lens that you can put on, yeah. it's easy to see where God uses these as a, a touchstone where he says, let me show you how you've broken my covenant mm-hmm. and you've broken relationship with me. And you, you have, you have strayed out of the path that I designed for you. I have a good plan for you. And it's rooted in these three elements. And let me show you with all of these oracles from an edicts from the prophets, the prophets are just saying, Israel return, return to the Lord, your God, return to the land, return to your um, forefathers, mm-hmm. the God of your fathers. How many times have we seen that? Return to the God of your fathers. It's this descendancy idea. Return to the God of your fathers. Return to the promised land of, of you know, that God promised you and your nation. And he brings them back. He brings them back. He, they, they are exiled into Egypt and he brings them miraculously back from Pharaoh. And they are exiled into Babylon and he brings them back. He's like, I have a plan for you. Just let me take care of you. Let me give you the gifts that I intended for you all along. I'm always so thankful for how timeless and timely God's word is. Thanks again for joining us on this multi-series journey, studying God's covenantal promises throughout the Old Testament. We are a weekly Bible study, just like you'll find at your local church. If you are in a study like this one, we encourage you to join one. Make sure that the church is teaching from the Bible in every situation. 
In Matthew 10, Jesus sent out his disciples to preach the gospel, instructing them, freely you have received, freely give. We take that command serious here at Study With Friends, so we have created tons of resources on our website that are all free for you to use. They're at studywithfriends.org. Much like the disciples who relied on the generosity of a host, we are 100% donor supported. If you have been particularly blessed by our ministry, would you consider making a donation? Monthly partners are especially helpful to us and no amount is too small. If you are willing to give it, we would be grateful and blessed to have it. You can donate on our website one time or become a monthly partner. That's at studywithfriends.org forward slash donate. We would love to connect with you and hear how your walk is going. We also love to get prayer requests from you. You can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Or if you prefer, you can email us at info at Remember, you can stream us on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Plus, you can now see our studies on YouTube. No matter which way you choose, we hope that you will connect with us. For now, we hope you'll join us next time when we study with friends. Mm-hmm.